everyone. Welcome back to the CSGO Hour. We have a couple of housekeeping bits here to do today as unfortunately we have the duly departed Mygen will no longer be with us on the podcast as he is pursuing full-time employment and he can't leave too much time for the podcast so he decided to leave. So we'll be trialing Alan today for uh, the, the greatest mind in the UK esports college scene. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. And so and beyond that we also... <laughs> took a break last week uh this week we're not gonna have any fun guests this week but we'll definitely be sure to have some guests next week you can stay tuned to our twitter uh for any announcements and so today we have a wonderful episode planned for y'all boys and girls out there we're talking e-league premiere we're talking i am shanghai we're talking yanko with the surprise joining on mibr we're talking imperial with loba and all his antics and of course we're talking the face it major with the rule changes and the buckholtz swish system however that's going to work but today we're going to start off with stralis with a 2-0 not dropping off a single map at e-league premiere all best of threes alan how did you feel about astralis at e-league premiere um well it's pretty simple they just they just are the best team in the world and i don't see anything changing about that i mean didn't drop any maps. They had some close ones against Cloud9 at the start and stuff like that, but playoffs was so dominant against Mouse Sports and uh, Liquid. That final, that first map of the final was some of the best CT Inferno play I've ever seen, to be honest. You make a good so, point there. Um, so I would be, I think that's interesting to mention the CTs put on an Inferno because that was Team Liquid's unfortunate map choice, which I thought was a little strange. I thought maybe they would try to play a surprise pick like Train or maybe something like Mirage first. I don't know. Something different, not Inferno. That's usually the third map, right? And then they did a lot better on Nuke where Astralis has been their home territory. And I didn't see Dust 2 either, which also surprised me because Team Liquid seems to have an affinity for that map. So how do you think, um, role-wise, what do you think Astralis really does well on CT side of Inferno? Uh... Well, definitely in that game, you kind of have to attribute Glaive a lot of, uh, why they won that game because they made so many good rotational decisions and for like all the plaudits someone like Pronax gets in the past that performance in that game was miles better than anything I saw Pronax do back in the day but um, basically Liquid play a very standard game they're very by the book in most cases and that meant that when Astralis uh, saw certain nades and stuff They'd obviously been through the demos, like 100% Zonic and Glaive had gone through the demos. But they knew they were going for like brackets control and stuff. They gambled the extra rotator over. So that won them quite a few rounds. And then, of course, you got Device all over the place. Varied up banana control. I mean, uh, what was it, 14-1 CT side or something? I mean, mm-hmm. Liquid had nothing in response. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. I thought the interesting thing was on Inferno, you saw Glaive as IGL, but he got a lot of kills. On that B bomb site, I was thinking at a 4K one time, it was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. His M4 was just absolutely disgusting. And I think that's really important to a team where a lot of teams you might have good IGLs like uh, Zeus on Avi, but they mm-hmm. aren't very reliable for in terms of their fragging. I don't want to get called out by Zeus, but uh, I mean, let's be honest <laughs> here, it's, it's rough. It's really rough. So, Mist, how do you feel about Liquid? I know you've written a lot about Liquid, as you, yeah. I'm sure you're well aware. How do you feel about Liquid and their chances going into future events? Like, well, they're not even at Stockholm, but no. just going to the major. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they could make top. I feel like they're gonna make top eight at the major. I feel, Evo, like they kind of got destroyed on Inferno. I feel like the Nuke was a lot better than like the last time on Nuke. Evo was like the identical scoreline. They just threw away some easy rounds, and like their T sides kind of looked like lackluster at some points. Mm-hmm. Like, they were kind of in control of that game at one point, and I thought they were gonna win that map, but. Uh, Liquid always seems to fall flat. I mean, Liquid choking is more kind of than like Astralis choking, let's be honest. That's, a, that's an old meme now, anyways. It sucks, man. It really sucks. But yeah, it's, I think it's interesting that Liquid are America's best hope for doing anything in a major or a big tournament, yet they aren't that uh, composed themselves. Like we saw, they were out without Zeus. And of course, Taco had his unfortunate personal issues. Do you think... Alan, that in the future, Liquid could be better than this. And maybe this is like saying, hey, we can stop being second. We can be first at an event. Maybe something crazy happens in the UK. I mean, I'm sure you're used to that. <laughs> um, if their players stay at a relatively similar level, then no. I don't think they're going to get a lot better. I think they're quite 
they're really quite maxed out. But this, mm-hmm. this, they are very, very well coached in how they actually um, like take map control, how they execute. They are some of the best teams in the world. They probably are the best team at the, in the world at executing on like short and inferno or something like their engine path is incredible. But mm-hmm. um, well, in the liquid article I wrote, great plug talked about um, how I think Nitro. He's definitely serviceable. He's not bad, but he just doesn't add the variation that you need at the absolute peak level to catch teams off guard and like get CT round. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. That's, that's definitely a way that they could get a lot better if if Nitro. I don't necessarily think it's even a skill problem. I think it's probably a confidence problem, and like he hasn't been. They aren't. Maybe they're not. Maybe they want him to play uh, more outlandishly or whatever. That's interesting. I think it's um I think one of my issues is this. you say that he's not a he's a serviceable opera, but he's not a, like a god tier opera like say device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you see a lot of teams that are going to like that five man rifle in terms of like where teams might not all the time, but like Navi sometimes will pull five rifles because simple's a great mm-hmm. rifler, obviously. Or even yeah. device goes to rifle and obviously liquid started the whole trend. Do you think that it's doable to win events or is it just good enough to be top four? No. Um I mean just fundamentally how the game works. You've on CT sides, you just have to have orbs sometimes. Say, I don't know, say you're playing Mirage and teams keep running contact plays into you, you just have to, like, pretty much every team has to be able to drop into like double orping or at least have a single orp that moves around a lot. So there's just no feasible way that you could play the game without ever orping. But um, if you're talking like T side, you can definitely get away with five rifle on almost every map. There are very few scenarios aside from. Dust two maybe that you mm-hmm. kind of or overpass a little. Mm-hmm. But, um, you actually have to have an orb. So, oh, hundred percent. Um, it doesn't hinder them on most on T side that much, but uh, yeah, definitely on CT you can't you can't get away with playing five rifle. It just won't it just won't work. For time. sure. I think it's interesting that you talk about Liquid and Astralis a lot, even though Liquid had a bad Cologne, but they've actually been really good in terms of, even though they've been getting destroyed by Astralis pretty consistently outside of, uh, I think that was at uh, EPL. I think that was the only time they ever really challenged them, took a map or two off in the grand final. But uh, yeah. the one team that's supposed to be able to be the other challenge to them stylistically, Astralis, is FaZe, because they're the star lineup so they're supposed to have no weaknesses on ct side i guess and then t side should have like just dominating <laughs> execute stuff like that but uh phase had the same placement as summer nine and that's pretty depressing because seventh or eighth yeah you know nico had his uh he had his like six seven eight korean barbecue so i thought he was gonna be very <laughs> very good <laughs> And the omen for a great performance. <laughs> I think I, I think I predicted Faze winning the event because he was going to get good game barbecue, and then unfortunately, you got called out by Dust for that. I did get called out by Dust for that, and that's pretty depressing because you know, look, let's let's be honest, it's great barbecue, last place, right? And Nico was super depressed, seeming right, and so he actually had a god. And the sad part is, he did go god mode. He was amazing, but you got rain. Rain was consistently bottom fragging, like pretty much besides Kerrigan. And that's not a good sign to have. And before it's happened, people are like, well, he's been sick or this or that. But it's been a kind of a trend that Rain hasn't been the most consistent of them all. Mist, why do you think FaZe are struggling? Uh, I don't really like count this event that much considering it was Olaf's return. I found Olaf played pretty good considering he hasn't played in about was this, five, six months now. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, what you mentioned about Rain. I don't know. Like some events, I feel I consider him a top five player, and like this event, I don't know what's going on. Like you look, at Gar- Guardian didn't have that much of an impact either, so I feel like just putting all that back to the lab kind of like put everyone's timings off. I guess it's kind of hard to go back to old ways that fast. So mm-hmm. they have yes. a break now. So yeah, I think they have a break because like of course they they probably had spots with all of my before. I don't know if they plug Chrome into those spots specifically, but. Now that Olaf Meister is back and that yet they weren't good and, just, and the Olaf Meister did well, that means I guess he isn't really the problem per se. I don't really know. I didn't. I mean, I remember watching the phase games and I just remember that I got outplayed by Fnatic and Mouse Sports, which have some skill in those lineups. But I mean, let's be fair. Phase were consistently beating them before, and so I don't understand. I don't think it's going to be a harbinger though for future events. Hopefully, because. You know, FaZe are a very good team. And of course, we have Stockholm to look forward to. I'm sure everyone's planning for that, besides Shanghai and Zotac Masters. 
So I hope that FaZe can get their stuff together in time, or else do you think it's possible to see some roster changes? If no, they don't no, do well? No, no, no. Oh, nah, not, not, not until, until after, after the major. Well, yeah, okay, after the major. If, say, okay, say FaZe don't play top 8 of the major, what happens? Who gets, who gets replaced? Kerrigan. Oh. Uh, probably I mean they'll probably take Carrigan out but it's not the right move okay probably. so if in your opinion who would be the best move if you had to make a move on phase minus and plus anybody you can choose in the world I mean well I'd obviously just say minus whoever plus simple so I'm not going to say that <laughs> oh. but, um, who would I get it's a good question. Yeah, obviously, you're going to minus Guardian. a really, really well-rounded player. So um, you're going for Smooth, obviously. You replace Olivemeister with a... With a Val, I replace Olive with a really... Mm. Uh, that's a really smart one, I think. Valda can't secondary orp, and that's kind of what you want sometimes from Olaf. <sighs> I think you could probably replace uh, Rain for Valda, because Rain kind of is like the, the quote-unquote support player, even though he's not a true support player. And... Alongside of Olfmeister, of course. And I think Valdi's a much better star support player, in my opinion. So that's actually a good move. I love Valdi uh, as his nun. No, I wouldn't get rid of Rain. I think he's probably at his spots and his roles. He's probably still one of the best players in the world, even if his stats don't show it. Um, mm-hmm. Who would I get? I'd probably get like, something like Automatic, probably. Wow. An American I, player. I, I rate him really highly. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Interesting. But well, I'd, 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 if it was my call, I'd keep Olaf in the lineup and ride it out because mm-hmm. a lot of the problems I think they had at this tournament was just, I mean, it's like what Miss said, they just come off having stand-ins for what, four mm-hmm. months, three mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. And they made some CT spot changes. Made, yeah, they, they made some T default changes. And from what I could tell, Olaf was just being shoved in where they'd kind of rejig the lineup because um, especially Exist, Exist can't secondary orb. So, for example, they moved him off playing the rotator on uh, Cash, where Olaf had been. They put Rain there instead, which is a bit odd because he doesn't orb either. But uh, regardless, Olaf was kind of just thrown in this team, and they were just sort of playing off kind of skill for individual plays at this tournament. And obviously, it didn't work because um, mm-hmm. the caliber of the teams here was so high that you're not you're just not going to get away with um, playing so loose. Oh, for sure. I think that's a good point because League had literally. Outside of Cloud9, the top eight teams in the world, I'd subtract Cloud9 and put like uh, probably G2 in there, maybe. Or, yeah, so it's a tricky yeah. one you're going to put in the. I'd probably, <laughs> probably put G2 because I think G2 have actually risen up pretty well. I think they've done a pretty decent job when Smith's is on and they have, so he's their, you know, third, fourth star, whatever. They're actually a decent team. I guess you could have put in big because of their ESL1 clone performance, but. Outside of that, yeah, there's, there's not, not much there's to not say. not an obvious candidate. Right. Um, it's, you know, it's just a lot of yeah. good teams, but like Optic. I think they're like two or three that better than Cloud9, especially yeah, for Golden sure. Styco coming in out of nowhere. Right? You have Optic are good. You have uh, Ents looks really well. Uh, G2, North <laughs> even have been decent. They're considered top 10 in the world by HLTV. So oh, wow. MSL, knows, MSL knows how to make that good coffee. I mean, AZ, my bad. But uh, one team that should be fighting for number one in the world is Navi. And unfortunately for Navi, they have some massive firepower issues. As you see, you have obviously Simple, Electronic are the one-two punch. But like Simple can't have a Super Saiyan hair like Twist does all the time. And then he doesn't, you know, he can't carry the team every time. And Electronic hasn't really stepped up when Simple has like kind of takes a seat back. And then Edward and, Z- and Zeus and Flame, we just forget about it. So I think Navi, obviously, they've had events where they all five clicked and they looked undefeatable. But this event, that didn't happen. And they lost 2-0 to Liquid, which, I mean, Liquid did say they're a good matchup for them, but it's still kind of a shocking result. Mist, why do you think that happened? Like what you said, like Simple wasn't like God mode Simple. Like he only hit a 119 rating, but like in the series with Liquid, he was... He only was 37, 38 kill dev, but so like he wasn't like up to par what he usually is, and then like everyone else wasn't there too. Like if when simple's not on, it seems like no one else knows how to step up because he influences everyone so much. So I think Navi does need to find that consistency 
if when mm-hmm. simple has a bad game someone like you need electronic popping off more and like flamey because flame is used to being like the third star but like he needs to step up in those moments too yeah that's true i think it's interesting because do you think that they're built around simple to the point that if simple doesn't perform well they just all fall off or do you think it's just that he's such a statement player that they kind of build off of his success I feel like they're sort of built off of him because, like, the same thing happened at Pro League Finals. He didn't have, like, a stellar event, and they lost in the semis. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say because it's only happened, like, two times out of probably, like, six events that, that he went off. Mm-hmm. But, like, for say this happens at the major, like, that's unacceptable then. Oh, highly unacceptable. That's the issue. Like, I think you can't – issue is you can't count on one player to drag you through. And and this is an issue because you have players like Electronic who's look good and he wasn't bad at the event, but you know, I mean, you kind of need more than just two one two punch. You need a third star, and Flamey is not that. Edward, you know, Edward is Edward. He's a support player, but he's been better as of late. But it's just, ah, you know, I just can't get over that. He's still in the lineup. I just feel like there's so much talent in the CIS scene. When you look at Kazakhstan, you look at a lot of these countries, Russia, Ukraine, they have a lot of good players there. And they're on teams like Windstrike and teams like uh, Windstrike. <laughs> and probably the worst Counter Strike players right now. I mean, okay, as a, as a whole, yeah, but individually, they have like some players that would, if you put them on Navi, would improve that team. Yeah. I would say. So it's just like there's players, places they can go. Gambit. Um, you could look at well, Imperial is the Balklands, but I mean, I guess maybe you could, I don't know. There's places you can go where you can get players. That would improve Navi, but they're not going to because, you know, they're because they're stingy. So that's an issue. But you know, that's that's just one place where I guess roster changes would make more sense than not just keeping the team together. But how do you feel about that, Alan? Um. Well, I think the way Navi plays is just intrinsically very inconsistent. Uh, is a, based a lot on. They play a very, very aggressive economic game. They were forced by. I mean, as much stick as like G2 got last year, Navi are just as bad. It is literally that levels. They, uh, especially in that liquid game on Dust 2, they fought so aggressively that whole CZ half that they just couldn't get the orbs of the nades, which you have to have on Dust 2. So they couldn't mm-hmm. like contest long control properly at the start of rounds and stuff. And um, um, especially in that series, that was kind of uh, the styles of the two teams is quite interesting because Liquid's the very standard team, the very fundamentally strong team. And then you look at uh, Na'Vi and they're a lot about um, aggression and uh, playing off the individuals. But within that, because they're not so structured, they're not so planned, they make more mistakes. And that's what Liquid capitalized on is the mistakes that Navi make like the small trading mistakes, the CT sat mistakes, the over aggression, the over intense buying patterns. Um, so within that style, I think Navi are never going to be consistent. I, like you just you're at you're at the whim of electronic and simple basically in that mm-hmm. team. Um, so I'm not surprised they went out in the semis here to the better team on the day. I think mm-hmm. they'll continue to be up and down. They can win a tournament. They can bomb out in top eight or something. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, I guess that's pretty much it for League. I mean, there's some other storylines there, I guess you could say. Premier talk about, um, we talk about Mouse Sports being, you know, average at best in terms of like a top team because their best map was Mirage. And for the past six months, they've been garbage on it. And then you can look at, was like snacks edition and even nuke they were a really good nuke team and then now they've been garbage on it against lisa stralis i mean they lost 16 10 but still everyone lose and tries to undefeated yeah, so that's in true. that sense um it might bad. be unfair uh, yeah but like you have other like teams like guess fanatic had a decent-ish event better than phase they beat them in the best of three but they didn't do much after outside of that which is kind of disgusting and of course cloud nine i mean i, I wrote an article winners and losers of e-league and I didn't put Cloud9 as a loser because I felt that they just made a roster change. They looked decent against Astralis. And they looked, they were decent against MIBR, but they shouldn't have beat either of those teams. So there was like no expectations for them. So they pretty much met expectations, which was going out last but with some dignity. 
and well, <laughs> with whatever dignity they could have. And yeah, I'm against Charles, that's dignity. Yeah, literally, it is. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> and so they took um, guys to Inferno, to be fair. Oh yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> I mean, was, uh, it's a better than Liquid in that respect. But uh, I think Cloud Nine this event was, if anything, just a trial of Golden's psyche. Mm-hmm. I think Golden did well. Even though he's literally the IGL that FNS is, even down like they're pretty much the same size as a person. They're, they're pretty much the same person, but one's Swedish and one's American. So I don't understand, or Canadian. And I don't understand uh, why, when you have, you bought FNS, why are you going to get Golden when you have FNS, which is the same kind of IGL? So, you know, it'll be that. Mm, I, guess, I disagree. I don't think oh. they are the same IGL. Why would you I say think, they're different? I think FNS. He's he's not he's not glaive, but um, he's more about the the set takes of map control, the uh, discipline play into executing that sort of thing. Whereas, assuming Fnatic played kind of Golden's vision, their contact plays are about um, abusing rotations of individuals. Uh, they're not. They're not a good tactical team. Fnatic never have been. They're not great <laughs> executing. They're just. Uh, it's a lot about imposing individuals on the opponents um, with like really good team. And I don't think that's really how CLG or any team that FNS has led has ever really played. I mean that's fair. I just feel like they both kind. of... I mean, Golden isn't necessarily a super tactical IGL, but he's more tactical than say most Swedish IGLs. To be fair, and so. In that respect, they're similar in terms of they're more tactic based on their fragging IGL, right? So you would never say uh, FNS no, Golden. I don't, right? I don't think he is a good tactic. I don't think he, he never. Not necessarily good, but he aims to be a tactical to be. game leader, to be honest. So you say he's more of a loose IGL, you're saying Golden is? Yes, 100%. Okay. He's loose. Uh, this is when like you have to be quite specific with what terms you're using. They, they're loose. They're loose in the sense that they don't. Um, it isn't super structured. It isn't super pre-planned. It's a bit on the fly. They're not loose mm. in the sense that people are just running everywhere, but it is coordinated in that sense. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not, they're not Astralis. <laughs> no, of course not. I just think it's interesting that um, I guess the one thing you can't think about Golden Ice, I'll say, is that he at least let uh, Fnatic have some good success. They won several tournaments. They could have been a top three. They were a top three team in the world at one point with him. As the IGL, so whereas FNS has never had that success ever. Even CLG, the best they could say they were top fifteen in the world. So I think coming from a position of success and playing with top tier players in the world is definitely a lot better than playing with you know like Cutlers and Ethans, uh, up and coming or Wash players from NA. So I guess that kind of successful mentality is different. I guess that helps him in a way. But um, I think it's interesting because. You know, you have Sticko, but I don't understand why they really would want Sticko. I guess because Apex or they just, they just needed a fifth. I think yeah, it's really that fifth. simple for this tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But um, you know, you talk about that, but that's really kind of a this is a boring storyline because like Cloud Nine, they're just not a team destined for anything great. Unfortunately, really, it's really sad to see. After winning the major, I thought we had an era, but unfortunately, Cloud Nine decided to fall apart the NA way. And one thing. That kind of fell apart was the face it major, where we're talking about everyone was talking about how losing their minds over this the roster changes, the rule changes, which we still haven't got a solid answer on. But we did get an answer on the whole the seeding system, where originally it was supposed to be that there is a and they figured out that the one the number one seed would be unable to play the number two seed in the grand final. Now they've changed that. And yeah. it was just a typo. It wasn't like right. Uh, I, I don't know so how it, it possibly gets through to the public. Like oh, that is insanity. I mean, that's just you know is what it is. But so, how do we feel, Miss? How do you feel about the whole face it major situation and this new buckhold system? Uh, it's a million times better than the regular system. I'll tell you that. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the best thing it prevents is like. Like the article on HLTV said, like it would prevent like Astralis SK meeting in quarters because it's random. Mm-hmm. So, like, the seeding will be in effect. It's pretty cool how they went off Striker's article, which I'll give him props there. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm kind of surprised about that, but then HLTV has a significant, I guess they have some kind of influence. So, it's a notch in their belt for sure, I'm sure. Uh, not even the, I love how the elimination games and teams, are, I think it's 2 2. Is mm-hmm. it only 2 2 games? 
a BO3 now. Yeah, it's only, it's only yeah, Outsiders. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. I would like for all elimination games to be BO3, but again, that would add, you'd have to have it probably another day where they already are mm-hmm. adding another day. So that's just I too guess. much work. That's just too it's much to like, watch. It's not like, yeah, it's not like schedule. Like, it's not good for the schedule. So I get why they're doing that. So I think it's really good though uh-huh. for the two twos. Thing I don't so understand. It's um, an improvement. I mean, if you can, if you can only have one set of them, best of threes, you do make it the the decider game, the fifth <laughs> round. But technically, those games aren't any more important than any of the others in the actual Swiss stage. So it does sort of on that level it does kind of aggravate me strangely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like all elimination games are equally as important. I just feel like they just yeah, they did it because it's the last one. Teams are both two two, I guess. Only reason yeah. can see. If you if you've only got say they add they added one day to the schedule, I think, to make this change. If you've only yeah. got the scope to do, you do you do do that change. Well, I would change the format totally. But if we're going to stick with Swiss, then that is the change you make. But if we just want to actually touch on the new, was how do you pronounce it? Is it? I'll Buckles. probably Buckles. I'll probably pronounce it a swear word if I try to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So essentially. It doesn't. It multiplies your record by the sum of the records you played. Is that? I'm pretty sure that's correct. And that's how they seed things, which is definitely a better system than they used to use, which is randomized. So we had this bonkers <laughs> system, about bonkers result at um, PGL Krakow, where both S. It was SK North. It was SK North. I think it was SK, SK North <laughs> and Destralis were the three to one teams, and two of them were going to have to play each other, and. Yeah. Uh, if they had used the this seeding system, they wouldn't have played each other in the quarterfinals, and Gambit wouldn't be made champions. Spoiler alert: <laughs> they would have lost to uh, to one of. If they had to play both, they would have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely a better change. It's not perfect. It's still going to be terrible matchups and stuff all over the place, but it's better than randomized. So it's yeah, it's definitely it's also no, like the the seeding isn't for like every round though. It's only for like three to yeah. five. So Yeah. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, why not, that, I, why not why just, not do just it after all? the initial round? Why not just go straight into it? Because you're still gonna get that randomization for the second round. Yeah, you'll get you'll get some terrible matchup in the second round. Like I don't know. Astralis somebody in the lower in the, after getting upset by someone or something. It's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a I know Thorin was a big proponent change for like a ranked uh like a, a ranked C Swiss system. I think it's so much better because like having that drawing things out of a hat, like having a team's fate based on what whatever you draw is actually insane. Yeah. And it's pretty disgusting. That's why I like the uh the groups, at least you knew what you were you could plan for it. And you kind of like say, okay, well, this is who we're gonna play, and we can anti-trap these teams. But the Swiss system takes that all out, and it's disgusting. And so, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the system. I liked it for E League Atlanta, even though it ruined Optics' chance and it destroyed NA because <laughs> Optics <laughs> played Pro and Astralis in the first two rounds, and then they they played they beat Flipside. I'll never forget beat Flipside, and they lost to. Godsent, and that <laughs> I was in my uh, Model UN class watching on my Chromebook that was super garbage on a Chinese website, <laughs> and I remember crying because I was just like, "Wow, Optic just lost to Godsent, an absolutely trash team, and who went on to lose to North." And that was the whole config knife. And I was just like, wow, that's actually insane. And my friend was like, "Yeah, look at Optic, aren't they trash?" I'm just like, "Okay, whatever." Anyways, point is, Swiss system, I'm not a huge fan of because just because like there's too much randomness involved. This does take out that ability of randomness. And so that's there's that positivity to it. But I just feel like it kind of drags schedule along. But if that's what they yeah. want to do and face it is down with it, you know, you know, power to them. Of course we'll be you know, we'll have all kinds of fun stuff from there. But um uh, one thing that I was a big fan of that happened today actually, a big surprise before we recorded. Is the uh, Made in Brazil, also known as Mabur or MIBR, made a coaching change? Do you want to, do you want to touch on the uh, the, uh, the the player, the minor player rule change? No, I don't. It's pointless. I don't understand the big deal <laughs> about it because no one cares about it really. Because think about it this way, all right? Uh, everyone was like freaking out. Oh my god, you can get a player from the minor. 
that only would have affected anything in recent history would have been SK last year. Probably would have gotten so many different, maybe. Maybe they would have gotten like uh, bolts. They could they have, would have, bolts. They would have had bolts to the major. They would have had bolts, and that's literally it. Yeah. And maybe they won a major, you know? And that was, they could have won maybe last year because Phelps was horrible on overpass. Yeah. And that, that cost him against Cloud9. And Phelps never smiled. That's just another point. But um, really, it's not going to affect anyone this year because you look at who's going to say, okay, let's get some trash player from wherever. And they're in the minor. Except for like Energy, one of those kind of teams that are decent, but just didn't make it out because of stacked minor. But even then, all these players are on contracts. So it's not like some teams like, yeah, we'll help you win a major here, take a player on loan. So I doubt to see how this is going to affect this major because pretty much everyone's sewed up. So that's, it's kind of a pointless change. I think it's a better change because I don't think teams just be like, yeah, we'll put you in the minor system and then like, call you up later. Like, I don't understand how that's supposed to get abused. So that's my point on that. But um, MIBR, they're making a coaching change. Everyone said it's going to be Brazilian. Everyone thought it was going to be Zeus. And then Zeus goes, sorry, boys. I'm sticking with my Hermanos in liquid. And then what do you know? The man not made in Brazil, known as Yanko, is announced as the coach. To everyone's surprise, everyone's practically favorite analyst on the desk besides Thorne. Unless you hate Thorne, like Don Hachi. And I thought it was a great move. But, Alan, you're the resident coach here. How do you feel about <laughs> MIBR picking up uh, good old Yanko? You're going you're gonna to ask it again, or... Wait, when did it actually drop out? There I didn't really notice. Three, so just all right, tell me, tell me you're ready. Oh, sorry, I'll just start again. <laughs> it dropped okay, in the so... mi- middle of your sentence, so we'll just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the very boring answer yeah, to this question ready. is that it depends. It's totally predicated on how they actually use Yanko because if they really want to bring him in to totally, to the very minutia design, the the executes, the taking map control, the nades themselves, I don't think you're going to get the maximum out of him. I think you have to give him control towards like the philosophy and the direction of the team. And that's where Yanko's kind of um, overview of the scene, seeing all the different teams from analyzing events for years now, that's where Yanko can really help this team, is by looking at them and saying, the style you're playing at the moment just isn't feasible in the modern landscape. You need to, I don't know, add more structure, take map control more coordinated you need to add more contact flows in this map you need to ship your map like that's really that's a really hard thing for teams kind of internally to figure out was like map pool you really need perspective to um to say especially because like in scrims you might be way better on a map than you are on land so it's even harder in that sense but um so yango could come in and say your map pool doesn't make sense which it hasn't for the mm-hmm. past year it's been they've had really iffy <laughs> edges of the map so he might come in and say i know you guys hate nuke but you know we need it <laughs> let's learn nuke or something like that so um if they hand over the reins enough i think it can mm-hmm. work but uh and yet to be seen i mean they, they don't they don't really say much in their um press releases and stuff it's all very vague yeah at the moment notice that today they just said he's gonna be the coach of, like at the boot camp yeah Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know. I don't like that at all. So it was either like, a month dropping before the major, so they can work the desk. Like, yeah, what happened for about a month? And then <laughs> that would be I don't know. I think it's um, it's quite interesting actually that um, they call him head coach everywhere, which I'm not sure if many people in Counter Strike have actually heard of that term. This I haven't heard it many times in Counter Strike, mm-hmm. but in other games, it's very common to have a League of Legends, Overwatch. You have a coach on the top level that oversees. General mm-hmm. philosophy, practice, managing which right. events you go to, this sort of thing. And then below them, you have the, I don't know, um, you have the player coaches, you have the very tactical coaches, you have the analysts. So maybe that's what they're bringing him in for. And they're going to have, I mean, they've got the money. <laughs> they can have coaches below him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's above overseeing the operation. But. Well, here's my thing. So I, I think it's interesting you point out that um <clears throat> you didn't think he'd be good on like the actual tactics, but like his whole segment on most desks is like talking about the telestrator 
or pointing out different tactics, smokes, that kind of stuff. So I think he has a really good intuitive mind for that kind of stuff. I don't think he's necessarily going to make them per se, but I mean, he was a player, so I think he would definitely be good at like setting different strategies and stuff. And that's somewhere SK have definitely lacked his innovation. I guess he'll probably see a lot of these smokes other teams would do or flashes, different setups. Dead was a manager. I'm sure integrate them into yeah, what you are doing. I mean, it's better what Dead ever did because Dead didn't do anything. He was dead. I mean, he was a manager, exactly. And, okay, that's fair. But, like, they don't have anything. Like, they never had, like, the tactical mindset ever since, like, Fallen just fell off. So, I, I guess that's his big role is, like, reinventing Fallen and Cold Zero and the whole team. Especially now that Cold Zero doesn't have Taco to, like, you know, help him feed mm. and stuff. So, I think that's my. No, it's always a very odd situation, is MIBR. Because for so long, they were very innovative. They always had, even, even when people painted them as like some sort of like heavy fragging team and they had Phelps and stuff, they still had some like cutting edge executes. They still had fast plays. They still had really practiced and uh, kind of on the cutting edge of whatever the pro scene was sort of plays. And that just, that's all just gone <laughs> these days. In the past, ever since, I think even with bolts, they never really had anything innovative. They were just sort of playing out standard rounds to make small alterations in that. And I think mm. everyone's caught up these days. I think the individual level is so high, everyone knows what's kind of possible on all these maps at this point that you just it just doesn't work anymore. And that's where they've had issues. For sure. I think one way, I think you do mention individual skill, and I think a lot of uh, that can be tied down to practicing or even scrimming. And if you really want the best and high quality scrims, if you're an MIBR player or if you're not an MIBR player, maybe you want to be on MIBR one day, uh, I think the best place to check out is pregame.gg. You can go and join their Face It Hub, which is a the one of the three ways to get into the FPL scene in North America. Uh, if you join pregame, you can not only get uh, um, the best servers to practice and all that fun stuff, but you also get 1v1 servers. You get like cool demos and videos, stuff you can watch. And there's a great helpful staff always there to um, help you in case anything goes wrong. And they run cool qualifiers for events. Recently, they did Fragadelphia. Next will be to, to be determined. And if you use code CSGO hour, you get 20% off. So, I mean, how can you pass that up, right? So, we mentioned MIBR, we mentioned E League, we mentioned the coaching change. Uh, there's, there's really oh, fantastic. a fun week. And <laughs> up we next, go. we're going to be talking about Loba himself. So, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis got himself into some hot water, right? So, he's, Richard Lewis has been outspoken, friend of the podcast, love the man to death, right? But. You know, he's not known for not being controversy. And once again, he decided to go after the wonderfully outspoken himself, Loba, 28-year-old CSGO player. Now, he really hasn't been good in all of those 28 years, let's be honest. And now they want to try him on Imperial. And they put him on the team. To be fair, he didn't do well at all, but that's not the point here. And the point is that Richard Lewis called him out for stuff that he said earlier in the past, which is fair to do. I mean, in today's 2018, we've been seeing that in baseball, whatever the sport, really calling people out on old stuff that happened. And so Rich Lewis calls them out. Loba's fans get mad, including Don Hatchie, all of them kids over there. And um, we have a whole war on Twitter. So, Alan, no, how do you love the whole the Loba situation? <laughs> I think it's just a massive load of pointless crap. Like, I don't think Loba's going to attack him. He's a big boy. Why um, is this guy even coming into the team? He's never played or a professional mm-hmm. team before, from what I can tell. He just plays FPL, which is totally divulged from actual Counter-Strike. And then apparently he came in as the in-game mm-hmm. leader, which is like, if you're running Imperial, when does when do you have this board meeting where you're like, let's get rid of Crystal? I mean, he's, he's definitely, he can't in-game lead. This guy's... We'll get in some FPL player who's 28, who's never played in a professional team, and he's he's this is this is the guy that's going to lead us to a new era. It's just complete lunacy. So it was never going to work in the first, it was never going to work in the server. And I've uh-huh. seen I've seen the tweets and stuff, and I mean this guy 
he can't be in a professional team. It's just cut and dry. That's just my take. So yeah, there you go. So to be fair, so let's just um, clear some things yeah. up here. Um, he has. You are yeah, correct. correct. He's never yeah. actually been on a professional yeah. team. Uh, looking at Team Liquid, he's won a lot of money, forty-three thousand dollars. But it's all from face it. All from FPL. He's won FPL a grand total of three times and three months. <laughs> and otherwise, he plays top fifteen, top ten. I guess Doc's been killing him too much lately. And so that sounds <laughs> like some wow event. event called King of Adria Two. I don't think that's an actual event. Yeah, it's all in cup. And that's literally it. We <laughs> got the facts down which is the, recent, the most recent member of NATO and is in the Balkans. So he. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just. My take yeah, on this. I well, don't be honest, know why Impero really picked him up. So, Probably I mean, because him and Esper are done with That's all I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna assume that because they're both <laughs> F, they both play FPL. So it makes sense. Like everyone was saying, Richard like messaged Imperial, the CEO of Imperial. DM'd him first because like they have sponsors and like this dude's been tweeting this stuff like it's I don't, even if it's in the past stuff you still find stuff on Twitter it's not that hard exactly. so it makes so it, yeah it makes so much sense why they were kicking like you don't want like Im- like imagine you're one of those sponsors and you see they picked up this new guy and then you just yeah, go on his bad. Twitter and scroll like two pages and see these tweets you're gonna like flip, flip shit at the CEO yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Stop. That doesn't help you get better at Counter Strike, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Pasha is, is not as good program. as it used to be. It's a good case. <laughs> this dude, this dude looks so like terrifying. I mean, are you sure? That is true. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't stop when he's tired. He stops when he's dead. So not in the that's, game. That's it's not. <laughs> no, not in the game. He's I'm actually lie, he's, he's actually garbage in the game. But like, I don't understand how that's. No, not in the game. They'll never make yeah, it. Yeah, but you can't say that as the issue because I mean he'll destroy a land if he ever makes it a land. <laughs> never make a land. He's done. I just uh oh. So <laughs> actually he's a bit of trivia about <laughs> um Mr. Mr. Lob Nicola Lob Lobanjica Mi Okay, Loba Mihamanovic. <laughs> Um, he was in Eurovision Stop. at Song Contest 2012 as a dancer for the Montenegrian artist Rambo Amadeus. Oh, someone please get the video. Please. <laughs> so the man's literally a professional. Uh, all the sense of the word, right? Dude, that'd be hilarious. Just imagining pulling that out. But I think it's interesting. How do we feel about the calls against for Richard Lewis's head? It's, it's and like, now he said he's not going to play any of I'm pretty sure he's used future, to it by now. I don't know why this, commu- so this community has such a hate towards him and foreign. Like, like hmm. you have to understand, like, like hmm. I think Moses treated this. Like, he literally shaped this community pretty much to the extent. And it's a shame that he won't be at events unless his company ESP is running out. And I mm-hmm. don't think they're like they're doing the PUBG event right now, and they're like the best run PUBG events I've seen. So, they're yeah, they're easily like the best like format and everything. So, I don't know. It's oh, it's yeah, kind of sad sure. to see him leave Counter Strike pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I guess they're running some events in Counter Strike, but it's it's really sad to see uh, like an icon of the scene, like a legend, a titan, just be kicked out like that. And I mean, so, he's nobody compared to Richard. I mean, when it's Loba against the world, so, I mean, you can't uh, you can't stand up against Loba. I mean, it's just, I don't uh, he's a titan. I don't care. I mean, true, but I mean, he can bench 170 kilograms. So, can Richard Lewis do that? I don't think so. I don't think so. But. One thing, um, another thing is recently just actually announced off HLTV is that MBK uh, did an interview with uh, an outlet called, well, not an outlet, but with a, play, a name called Alexei Overdrive Burukov. And he practically said not much new, but he did say that um, Shocks wanted, ex, uh, no, yeah, Shocks wanted Smiths as a co leader with Extends. And that's why he didn't want to put MBK in there. And so. It's not about. It's more about non-game aspects than it is about um, MBK. And so basically, he didn't like MBK's mentality, and that's that's an interesting one. I thought, 
And he also said that yeah, we can't. <laughs> NBK had an offer from Europe and NA, no surprise, but he's not going to do anything now, unfortunately. So how do we feel about NBK and where he's going to go? Because everyone's like, oh, send NBK to Cloud9, which would make some sense. I don't know who you're placing with. Like, and I don't know where else he's going. Lineup, so I was like, phase. He, I, I'm he did try to st- He did play to yeah. them and stuff. They tried to get him. I think yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think the money the money is definitely not the issue for Cloud9 or Phase. So I don't know what's going on there. It is well, it, it's it's not it's not in the sense they have the money, but they're just not willing to spend. They don't it. want to spend. I mean, yeah, they don't want to spend 400k on him. I get it. Buyout. But well, it, it would would be be a, I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like 800k. Yeah, for it was 800. Well, obviously, he's going to yeah. go for a bit less. How much less is mm-hmm. of oh, speculation? But uh, but if I'm cl- if I'm Jack at the end, I like I pull the trigger on this. Like, mm-hmm. if you want any chance of retaining a legend spot, you have to get one of these guys, Apex or MBK or both. At this rate, I mean, you're not making legend status if you keep if you bring gold and Stiko, you are bomb- you are yeah. p- coming last place. Oh, hundred percent not. I love Stiko as a player. Because Gold is an IGL. He provides that to the team. I feel like Stico he does. Like, he he bottom like him and Mouse Sports, I found, was like a really good fit. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know good eagle. what it is with him. I don't know if you would keep Golden, though. The ob- you like At this rate, you can't kick Skadoodle, which is kind of... They will you, after they the have to keep him, Which is the most annoying thing in the world to me. So No, you can't. They have to keep either... They have to keep Automatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the major, you're going to see hopefully a really good Oslo shuffle in North America. I don't think France needs it right now. Maybe the other besides G2. And you'll probably see one in Sweden because it's a mess. It's literally disgusting. And I feel like those are two regions that really need it. Maybe Brazil because MIBR is not working out right now whatsoever. You know. But um, that's just an issue. I think that MBK definitely yeah, I really, really, I really know he's going to be on the team before his contract's up for this you know, practically forever, which is definitely a shame because he doesn't deserve the to miss it. The only way I see him on a team quickly is probably if Faze does horrifically in the next few events and they bring him in for all of Yeah. Well, they only have one event before the major, so it's yeah, really, they won't, you know... They, they won't, he won't get like that with the, hey, the major. Isn't the roster lock August 10th? That's though? not going to happen. Uh, like 10th or 11th, I think, you know, yeah. I mean, something like that. Just, so, like, mm. it's pretty much... It's a week or something. Part of it's yeah, it's oh, rap, yeah, essentially, yeah, in this right. Cloud9 side. Another, another thing to note, like, the note about Cloud9 is that they only yeah. said Golden and Steaker were trialing for E-League. I was glad I see that they line. remain as tra- stand-ins. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely just stand-ins. So, uh, so we, have, we have nine days. We have nine days to see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, I, I would. Yeah, that's probably more like they will take Golden and Stiko mm-hmm. to the major. I think at the moment, but I don't think the options are great. Um, who have you really got? You've got Kiyoshima, maybe Scream, potentially. Mm-hmm. There you I think Keo and Scream be a decent option. <laughs> Maybe you do just bring them two in and get rid of Golden and Stiko mm-hmm. and just try and like brute force your way into a decent placing. You essentially just try to do what they did, like Tarek, and just play Puggy as anything. Top eight? Yeah, that's possible. And have Keo have Keo IGO. Uh, I well, I guess he's the best of that bunch. But the best option out of those five. <laughs> Who would you get? We, you're the only kind of fan here. How many things have we fallen? Actually, depressing. Good, you're not watching okay. the team. I'm not even a Cloud9 fan technically. All right, I'm just a fan of good at North American Counter Strike. Cloud Nine fans would never ever let twice. this go. No matter how so, bad Cloud Nine falls, you always bring up the same argument. You're just salty that you know. I'm not a Cloud Nine fan first off. Second off, your favorite team is two Canadians. No UK players are on a major, so that's all I'm going to say to both of y'all. Okay. Next, yeah, next fair. topic. That's liquid, but I want to major though. So, all I'm gonna say, 
on oh, this about that. Next. Next topic is the last topic, boys and girls, as we are talking about IEM, Intel Extreme Masters, Shanghai 2018. This is supposed to be a cool event because it's in a big Chinese city. It was supposed to have, you know, a big shout out for like ESL and getting that Chinese money, you know, all that kinds of stuff. It's a big deal right now, right? But for whatever reason, they decided to schedule it into the player break, which I have a, I have a qualm with that because everyone's like this, player break, I think right? It's the official player break, but there's no technically official player break. It just happens player, when there's no, no events. By the, by the players. So, I think they've, they've done it in the past as well. I think these are actually imposed. I, I don't think it's I don't mm. think it's actually a break in the schedule. I think mm. it is imposed Interesting. by the players. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, <laughs> there's still an event going on with... Let's see. 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 Oh, everyone did. Yeah, that, this is oh, everyone everyone just does. This is one of those events. Really here at the event. All right, I and not only that, this event counts towards the Intel Grand Slam. Just doing the standard rounds. I see there's an IEM Shanghai coming up. I click on it. Yeah. I look at the teams. I'm like, uh-huh. this is terrible. <laughs> oh, why would I watch this? And then I scroll up and I see the prize pool: two hundred fifty thousand pounds, or dollars, even. Sorry. It is. Sorry, Americans. Uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars with mm-hmm. these teams is just. Double. I mean, how I hate how power. can they possibly be making money on this tournament? I want I hate the pressure roll. This does not count towards the grand slam. Group A. No, no, the next mm-hmm. tournament account is Stockholm. Says Intel. It does. It doesn't. I mean, says who? Oh yeah, it does. It does say it does. Wait, yeah. I want to like on the link because it says every yeah, it says it's not, event. It's not due. It says on the top. That's either it's not I due. am or DreamHack. Even though I thought it probably was. About this event, the teams, um, Tylo, I think. Oh my god, win this. this might be kind of crazy saying that. I know, like Hellraiser, you can't expect uh-huh. much from missing the best player. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's between NRG, Gambit, and Tyler. Okay, I get uh, Gambit. We gotta mm-hmm. talk about this. They lost the boot D- Dreamscape today. So I actually random. watched this game. Right, <laughs> I wasn't up. I actually, yeah, a few hours was ago, it? I was like, how on earth could they lose <laughs> to people this bad? So I actually watched the game, and it wasn't quite as bad as it. I mean, they lost the game, but it. I'm not sure if they played again, that would happen. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Adren, pretty much everyone played terrible, especially Adren. So. Gambit, they just required Blade as a coach, uh-huh. and I think bad. Blade can like, have really change this team, in my opinion, like shape this team in a whole new direction, because, like, I don't, like, I'm not getting into this. I don't even know who the IGL is right now. I think it's Doja again. <sighs> it changes every we week. We talk about this so much. I'm just, I'm, I'm just sick of it. So, like, Whoever's IGL, Blake can like <laughs> fortify them as a good IGL because I think he's one of the greatest minds ever. So I yeah. feel like this wouldn't be as much of a test for them. like it's not gonna mm-hmm. you can't judge it so much because I'm pretty sure it was announced like yeah, less yeah than I don't know to implement much to be honest. Yeah, so like right. the major is obviously where you're gonna look at it and, and if they can mm-hmm. like maybe even play top eight like play like change this team because his team is holy god they are awful. If you actually look at the lineup, that's oh, not that's a joke. Garbage. That could that could be a top seven sort of team. Yeah, I fully agree. But the problem, uh-huh. like what we were saying on like previous episodes for it, the problem is every week, every event, they flip an IGL. Mm-hmm. Or they brought that one kid Fitch. in. Uh, what was his name? He was at DreamHack Masters, uh, Sweden. It was uh, I forget which one it was uh, Stockholm. No, no, yeah. no, they bring it. It was somebody else. No. It was like a last year. We interviewed him too. He Fitch. Okay, mm-hmm. at least yeah, no, they just yeah, Fitch. He was yeah, a Fitch. Time. He, he was gonna lose. Really he, he didn't. Gone. They didn't give him time. I <laughs> feel like so, when they lost Zeus, he was pretty know, good. His team just oh. didn't want to buy an IGL. When you look at the CIS scene, there's they said buy not many. <laughs> No, then it and yeah, you're good. Yeah. 
I think Angels Zeus, Zeus left. They lacked a lot of direction. That's probably the main problem of the team. Who was their coach? Was it? Oh, what's he called? Um, I mean, he's probably mm-hmm. just a sack of meat, isn't he? I know he didn't like he's <laughs> much in this team, to be honest. Andy? But, um, Andy. I mean, oh, he did, did thing, I, Doja was one, I think Doja was like, yeah, these, these, um, these guys are too complicated for us. I'm just, I'm just like, how like gif and, you know the gif of him leading back yeah. doing that, like, masturbating. So like, I just have that team, like, like, in my head. I think if I can't do these strats. I mean, Doja doesn't... I don't, I don't see Doja calling, like, you know, it's just, you see him dancing in that, oh, that wedding video was hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you're right, Grats. I am Shanghai does not count towards the, the Grand Slam because it's held during the player break. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that kind of sucks that they have this, this mediocre event. And yet they have it at this actually wasn't awesome this event uh, venue, Shanghai really International Expo Center. Yeah, wasn't it announced ish. only like a so like like year yeah. It's in China. Yeah, I don't think it could have been in the Grand Slam because that was all it announced was. a year or so in advance or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been announced. Yeah, yeah it could have had in the Grand no, Slam. It's just they didn't want to because it's not during the player break. Yeah, you can't have anything during the player break. So, you know, which is fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, I just think it's. I mean, I, I was I was up last night and I was like, wait a minute, what am I? I said I'm gonna watch. I'll watch like I don't know. I'll watch some random Twitch streamer and then I see. Oh wait, what? Oh, Shanghai's <laughs> oh on tonight, and I'm like, I'll watch it. And it was pretty depressing. Cause oh, the I can't was worse. And that was ugly. That was it was on cash. Now it's ugly. Like they had Morels standing in for VP, and he was like four and eighteen at the time. I said, this poor child. Oh no. Snacks would be bullying this poor kid, you know, and it was just bad. And so I think it's interesting, but I think the most interesting point. This is, this is a loose, statement of how great this um, event is. is that that the most has interesting awesome thing is a shirt. <laughs> like, the gameplay is terrible. <laughs> They've got no, this has, this is good Greyhound. Rovers fucking standing. No, 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 Elways with a standing. Not just shirt though. Tyler, look, Tyler, Tyler, look. No, I said with, with Greyhound. What? What'd I you feel say? Like this is fully embracing a meme. In this you said who's Greyhound? I love this team. I don't care. I love this yeah. team. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That'll be the guest of the century. <laughs> dude, dude, we gotta have Dick Stacy on like next week or something because this is this is gonna be great because. Yeah, because so I mean, actually, the man is embracing himself. Yeah. And an Max Melis Twitter. Team. I'll get the best of three. Let's not forget that. If I'm correct. So, uh, correct. they've got, they've been, they've moved into a gaming oh, house. No. Uh huh. Yeah. So they must be practicing pretty hard. So they must, yeah. Max was saying oh, that he expects big things. So, yeah. Expects big things. I mean, it's I don't know, man. The issue is the practice they're going to get in Australia and New Zealand slash China region is not going to be good. We've seen that. And you can't get the ping. They have to get a good boot camp. They'll get two, three months to go into Europe or something because they're just getting bad practice. And that's not going to make them better. I mean, they've added Erkester, who is uh, he's Mongolian. Yeah, he's Mongolian. And he's a good aimer. But other than that, like they... I don't know. Like they have decent firepower, but against like good teams, they just choke so hard, and it's just they look like they can't shoot, and they don't have their their strats are really weird. They're like Asian team, and like they they don't rotate very well or very quickly, and so you can go to like say on Inferno, and you can out rotate them very easily, and you can say hit a bomb site quickly, and they're not going to rotate fast, and you can take that site and you can hold it, and they won't be able to retake it very well, and they'll just save, and that's it. And so I think that's a really weak big weakness of that team. And yeah, I mean, of course, they could do well this event. They haven't played yet. Yeah. No, they have. They're zero one. They <laughs> lost to Tyloo sixteen ten. That's expected though. And then Tyloo destroyed Bootscape, which is. Can we talk about the fact that their new the team is now called <laughs> Dreamscape, but it's B O T Dreamscape, and they added some new words at the end of it. Like I don't understand this team. Just... Oh, this is this is the team that DSN coaches. And they have a, co- a Swedish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Sweden, and they have a. They also have Alex, who's a French coach, and they have two coaches. Yet they're 
not a good team. He's French Singaporean, but you know they you know they have you know they they have two coaches and they have I don't understand that team. But Bobasaur was pretty good at the event. That's about all I remember. Is that Bobasaur was destroying Gambit and Gambit was just getting straight. Oh, just probably better. It's going to be Gambit. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it should be Tyloo and is it elim- technically should elimination be Gambit coming out of that group B. Yeah, it's only it's only the opening games that are best that's <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Gambit's going to lose to a best of three to is... Greyhound or yeah, correct. Like the, I like that format. I like that format though. They could. I mean, Greyhound has upset potential. Is all I'm going to yeah. say. I'm sure. I've only watched okay? a couple of games ever of Greyhound, so That's I can't really comment on how they. All I'm going to say about that, man. I mean, they have potential. Okay, against a team like Gambit, like Gambit is a team that could like be either like top ten in the world or just be like top one hundred. They're really up and down. They're not consistent whatsoever, even as a middle or, middle of the road team. So I think Greyhound can. Def- I want. I'm rooting for Greyhound to come out second in this group because that would be lit, and or however that works. And then Group A, it's going to be Energy and Hellraisers. Energy's already in the semifinals, and Hellraisers will probably be playing. Tyloo, and then you'll have energy playing either Greyhound or Gambit or Boots. Probably, hopefully, Greyhound, but it could be any of those three. <laughs> and that's a decent oh playoff bracket for a $100,000 event, not a $250,000 event with uh, huge crowds, supposedly. So it's disgusting. And the, the, the big thing everyone was complaining about was the, um, was the format because it's like it's so staggered out. You're getting like one match a day or something. I don't know. It was really dumb. Because they're just because there's only eight teams here, they're just dragging out the format. And it's just actually disgusting, and it's like they're not even like they're investing into the Chinese scene here, but they're doing it half-heartedly. Like there isn't a there's a mostly Chinese team here, five power. But other than that, there's Tyloo, of course. But yeah, they probably you know, got unfortunate. I think they it was probably better for big up-and-coming region. They the deserve better than this. Than you, in my so opinion, you might not have got the biggest names. I might have been I might have been tempted just to do like an all Asian yeah, sort of tournament, go harder at the Which Chinese demographic. They, mm-hmm. they could have done that. I've been smart. They've done it in the times they've done it in the past for tour organizers. They've done like you know Asian games, or whatever. And it could work. There's plenty of money to be done for that, but. You know, CSO yep. in Asia is secondary to like all the big esports like Overwatch or um, League of Legends or Dota 2. So it's hard to get like support for that, I guess. I don't really know, understand the whole scene there. But, you know, there's this event and there's OTAC Cup Masters and then the player breaks over chance. and we're having Stockholm and then the Major. And it's going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah tell that one but, out. <laughs> so that's. Yeah, COD Champs, but this is a CSGO Hour podcast, buddy. Yeah, and the PPU <laughs> I know you had to. And the international, of course. We can't forget that while we're at it, right? So, yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, dude. What? All right, yeah, you're hilarious. Well, I think those have cut match should be a decent event because it's $300,000 in Hong Kong. It's in Hong Kong. Yeah. 300K, <laughs> Hong Kong, eight teams, MIBR, Kingdom, uh, and the UK. I'm going to add another VP. I'm going to add another VP. The Koreans? Let's go, baby. All right. Ghost. Ghost Game Gaming man. is looking at Crystal. What? The absolute. Right, like, what's your why? What's your topic? Like, what do you mean? You have steel. Oh, stop. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Just don't know why I add another one. <laughs> yeah, what are you saying? Crystal is, what is, is not IGL, right? Yeah, well, let me. I don't. I I'm assuming they're like not maxing out the fire. <laughs> they have too much fire. Yeah. Power, not enough brains, obviously. I mean, Steel's probably the best player in the team. He's probably the best player. Kusta, I mean, let's be honest. No, the Kusta is the best player when he has confidence, and that's rare. So, yeah. Well, I forgot about that kid. Who it is. It is rare. It's like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This dude, this dude on CLG yeah, asked like Ricky to hop over him because he wasn't feeling it at the moment. Nine and then, or liquid, whatever. That's sad. Dude, that's what I would do. That's sad. Yeah, it's very Nothing sad. But I mean, that's just the state of the scene right now in North America is disgustingly bad. You know? Because, I mean, nothing new, right? 
So, I mean, that's that's the news, boys and girls. That was, so, that was the biggest clickbait um, notification I've ever gotten in my Nico life. Stepping in for, well, little Nico so wait, is, that, is that just an online qualifier? Yeah, because config's on vacation. Yeah, Nico's in Frop. Like, so winning just... space soldiers must be. Yeah, totally oh, contracts. <laughs> He's in Turkey. He's in Istanbul. He's getting a sun race. So, yeah, his skin's too white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out of here first, boys. Yeah, he's a place in um, Cali, hundred percent. Yeah, but um, and there was like some other events. Yeah, so that's about it, boys and girls. I hope thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back probably next week. We'll probably have a guest, and hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, be sure to give us a like and follow and subscribe or tweet follow on Twitter uh, at CSGO Hour on Facebook. We have a Facebook page now. We're starting to be a little more active there. We can subscribe and review us on iTunes or podcasts, wherever you listen to this. Please, 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 please give us some love. We need all the love we can get. We're growing. You know, so thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. Peace.